Hey everyone, welcome to episode 246, Trial Parenting. Welcome to the Harmony in the Home podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hutchison. I'm a counselor, a life coach, and most importantly, an imperfect mom doing this work right along with you. And my goal on our podcast is to go from chaos to calm, feel less frazzled and have more fun within your four walls to have more harmony in your home. Hey everyone, so I love fun titles that you don't even know I'm gonna talk about, but before I talk about the trial parenting, I wanna talk to you about pocket coaching, which I'm having so much fun with. Doing coaching on the go, having me on your shoulder, in your pocket, for coaching and help and tips and strategies on the go via Voxer, so you can share things that you're struggling with and I can give you tips, tricks, and share stories of the times I've struggled with that or I'm currently struggling with it so I can normalize it for you as much as possible because so many people are struggling and they think they're the only ones. And not only do I know 100 people that are struggling in the same area that you're struggling with, I might be the same one depending on what it is. Strength is built in the struggle. And so when we know that nothing has gone wrong, then it kind of makes the problem not go away, but it makes it smaller and more manageable. So I want to talk about trial parenting because trial parenting, I watch way too much true crime. I am a true crime junkie on crack. Like I was a criminal criminology major when I was in college. And then I realized, wait, I have to go to these crime scenes. There's no way I'm going to be able to go to crime scenes because I am as queasy and squeamish as you can even imagine. You wouldn't even believe it if I told you how squeamish I am. Even if I said, oh, I stubbed my toe, and then someone else says, oh, well, that happened. And you know how, like, when you start telling one story about would one person, like, oh, I fell down and I had to get stitches, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, that happened to me, and then they, like, one-up it, and then the next person's like, oh, and then they one-up it, and then you're one-upping that. And it's not a competition, but it's just that commonality. I start, like, cringing inside knowing, oh, my goodness, I started this. I need to, like, get out of this situation immediately. I can't go on roller coasters anymore. It's like, as I've aged, I am so squeamish. I get nauseous, like nobody's business. I went on Harry Potter at Universal. It was not a pretty sight afterwards. Let's just put it that way. I thought it was okay. And everyone was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I think I might be. And then I wasn't like literally five minutes later. So trial parenting talks about when I'm listening to a case, sometimes I have a lot of background knowledge and sometimes I don't know anything about this case. Like when I'm watching Dateline or I'm watching, I watch the ID channel and sometimes I'm like, this can't be good for our marriage that we're watching like married with secrets, fatal vows, <laughs> who the bleep did I marry? <laughs> Dave and I watch like a show of that almost every single night before we go to bed. I'm like, this is actually hilarious. If people saw our DVR, he's like, this is your DVR. I'm just watching it with you because I know you like to watch it. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. But I watch a lot of true crime and I listen to a lot of true crime on YouTube. I'll actually listen to trials. So I changed my major from criminology once I realized, like, I'm too squeamish for this. I can't go to crime scenes. Like, I'd probably be good at 911 dispatch operator. But even that, I don't know if I could. I'd be like, I don't know. I got to go. This is making me nauseous. I got to go call 911 back. But when I'm hearing the case, whether it's Dateline 48 hours, I'll hear one side of the case. The prosecution usually starts first if you're watching a trial. The prosecution has their opening statements. I'm like, oh my goodness, he or she is so guilty. I'll just say it's he. He is so guilty, put him in the slammer for life. Then the defense will get up. 
and they'll present their case. And I'll be like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Maybe I have reasonable doubt. Maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he was framed. Maybe he was set up. Maybe he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe it was mistaken identity. Maybe he wasn't the jealous lover. Maybe I'm wrong. And then the prosecution will come back up and the prosecution gets the rebuttal. I think that's how it works. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I think he did do it. I'm pretty sure he did do it. And so that back and forth is kind of like the way that we see our kids, our loved ones, our parents, our spouses, that both can be right at the same time. Now, obviously, he did or didn't do the crime. But when we're talking about someone's character or someone's characteristics or their idiosyncrasies or their mannerisms or their things that annoy them, both can be true at the same time. So what do I mean? If you're talking about a child and you tell me my child is so rigid and stressed out and high anxiety and walking on eggshells all the time, I will say, okay, that's one part of your child. What's the underbelly of that child? What's the good? What's the opposite of that side of those characteristics? They're probably very driven. They're probably very independent. They're probably super responsible. They're probably super organized. They're probably on the ball all the time because they know what's up. So you can look at from the prosecution side or the defense side. And both sides are right. Just like if you talk about a child who's like super compliant, super go with the flow, kind of do what you say when you say to do it. You can control them. You can just kind of walk all over them in a nice, sweet way because they are just like people pleasers and they just want to please and they just want to make you happy and they don't want to disappoint you as a parent. I'm talking mostly about kids. You might have a friend like this, too. But then what's the underbelly of that? So that's the prosecution side. The defense side of that is the underbelly of that is that child could be prone to bullying. That that child could lack confidence or self-esteem. People take advantage of them. They say yes to everything, so they're overwhelmed. So my point in saying that is that your child, your spouse, your brother, your sister, your greedy, greedy grandpappy, your parents have both the prosecution and the defense living inside of them, and both are correct. And there is no right, there is no wrong. It's just a way to frame your brain to use mind management if you want to manage your mind about this relationship. If this is a relationship that you want to kick to the curb and you want to have distance and have them over for chicken dinner once a quarter, that's a different conversation. But if this is a relationship that you want to work on, then you want to have mind management around this relationship so your mind doesn't manage you, where you're always looking for the negative. You're always finding the fault because it's very easy for our brains to find the fault in the human that we're talking about because they can never live life the way we want them to if they would just follow our rules, right? But that's not the way the cookie crumbles. And I don't think we really want that either because I can guarantee if you're a control enthusiast like me and you want them to do ABC, once they start doing ABC, you almost get like a high off them doing ABC that you're going to be like, okay, if they do ABC, now I want them to do XYZ. And it's this never ending fill up my bucket that has holes in it And they can never truly fill up the bucket and they know they can never fill up your bucket. So then they start to get learned helplessness and then they just kind of like, you know what? She's never happy. Why even bother? 
So my goal in this podcast is to help you see both sides of your child, both sides of your spouse, both sides of your parents to see the good and also the underbelly that comes with the good. And then the, the challenging part, the underbelly of the challenging part is the goodness within them because everybody has both awesome and annoying within their personality. Everyone has flaws and everyone is awesome. And we talk about this all the time. Everyone is flawsome. So when you acknowledge that you are flawed and awesome without beating yourself up, then you can see the flawed and awesome in other people and see how they can both coexist because our brain is very black and white. It's very yes or no. They're either good or they're either bad. And if we take the word bad out of it, we say, oh, this is just a personality quirk. This is something that they need to work on. If they want to work on it, they can work on it. But most likely, nine out of nine times, you are not going to be able to change other people. You're not going to be able to change your spouse. Kids are a little bit more malleable. With kids, you want to, if you want to change their behavior, you want to set them up for success, catch them doing that successful thing, and reinforce the daylights out of that trait that you're trying to implement, whether it's being more organized, better with time management, better attitude, controlling their emotions, being patient, set them up to exhibit that behavior, almost like you're in a laboratory, set them up for success, catch them doing that thing, and then reinforce, reinforce, reinforce with their love language, whether it's high fives, if they're physical touch. If they're words of affirmation, you tell them. You write them a note in their lunchbox. If they're acts of service, you put a sticker on their bed, on their pillow and say, thanks for being so patient at the store today when the line was so long. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They start believing it about themselves and then they start becoming it. It's like magic. So how do we change behavior? And anybody you want, this could be with your spouse too. set them up for success Look for that. Be the prosecution where you're looking for the good, looking for the good, look for the good, look for the good, and then reinforce, reinforce, reinforce. Thanks for doing X, Y, Z. That made me feel loved and supported when you did X, Y, Z. It could be something as little as making the bed. We signed up to marry this human. We signed up to have these children. So let's look for the good, find the good, reinforce the good, and then we start training our brain like a prosecutor to keep looking for the good. It doesn't mean that the tricky part isn't there. We're not gaslighting ourselves. We're not talking about abuse. We're not talking about affairs. We're not talking about alcoholism. We're not talking about ignoring drug addiction. I'm talking about the day-to-day loving your people for who they are. And their only job in life is to be that said person. With no expectations, no strings, they will feel that lightness between you and them. And they will rise to the occasion because they know that you're seeing the good in them which will bring out even more good of them. Just like the prosecution does, she keeps showing the case of why he's guilty, why he's guilty, why he's guilty. And the defense keeps coming saying why he's innocent, why he's innocent, why he's innocent. You can choose either side and both believe each side is true. So my goal is to help you manage your mind to see the good in the humans that are in your life. Because when you see the good in them, they see the good in themselves. And then they act accordingly. It becomes this beautiful, self-filling prophecy. And everybody has much more harmony in the home. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas. Thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, 
you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.